Hi team, uh, so welcome to episode 17 of Between Two Couches. I'm joined here with Colin today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, why we talk about values here and the mental aim of your training and, and how sometimes it gets overlooked and why we, we focus on here at CFI. So Colin, tell me a little bit about why values. Well, I'm going to borrow a, an expression from American football that it ain't about the X's and the O's, it's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. <laughs> right, now, so in American football, what they mean by that is you need to have the personnel to uh, succeed as a team. But if you look at like the best coaches or recognize as the best coaches throughout history, you know, let's look at our sport and it's Ben Bergeron, Max Elage, OPT to an extent. Um, look, outsider sport, you're looking at Vince Lombardi, mm -hmm. um, Phil Jackson with the Lakers, and Michael Jordan in Chicago. They all talked about building up the person and building up the team way more than they talked about the strategy and the bits and the bobs of like, oh, well, if I get the bar right into my hips or at what point do I flex my arm in the snatch, that's going to make a bigger difference versus... Well, how do I break up the toes to bar in this workout? They talk about like the idea of becoming resilient, um, loving the game was a big thing from Phil Jackson, focusing on the process. I mean, these guys are infinitely more successful and have way more coaching hours than us, so why are we reinventing the wheel with mm. that? You know? And then Glassman himself, to bring it right back to our sport and what we do, he said the greatest adaptation in CrossFit is between the ears. Yeah. So we said, Okay, instead of just hoping this stuff magically happens by programming shushers and burpees, let's talk to our athletes daily about the mental changes that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So the point I'm picking up on there is a big thing is you're saying all these top coaches, they're, they're focusing on, on more than just like that breaking parallel or getting a lockout on the overhead or hitting the three-pointers or whatever. They think they're trying to build it, the... The overall person and the mental side is massively neglected, mostly by by yeah. most people. It seems in, when they're trying to um, work their way up from, say, beginners or new to to a top level yeah. kind of a why, athlete or whatever. Why limit ourselves to only getting a little bit more muscle mass and a little bit more lung capacity than what we do here when we can get so much more out of it? Yeah. And like the people who buy into it, which is one of kind of the traits, is how much you buy into anything you're doing. Yeah. Whether it's you know making sales calls in work or putting them through the best Excel spreadsheet, you know cooking the best dinners you can for your family, being present when your girlfriend's talking to you, all these things like bring it back to training. Why just get a little bit more muscle mass here? Why not get those benefits out of it by dedicating yourself to the process and looking at the the whole person, Absolutely. which is more than just you know, how strong your biceps are. Yeah. So tell me a little, talk a little more about the, like, so the mental aim then. So for here at CrossFit Ireland, we put on the board um, a physical and a mental aim. Um, so tell me a bit more about that and why, why do we do that? And so what, and like, like you said, I mean, obviously we've touched on it. It's, it's to, it's to give the members a little bit more to get, get them to kind of tap into a little more fitness they have probably by, by utilizing their brain that they don't really kind of, do mostly, do they? Yeah. Oh no, well I don't say it's like we don't do, but when you're starting off, it's very easy to think, okay, well there's a four kilo kettlebell, there's an eight kilo kettlebell, there's twelve. And that's that's easy to see because it's very physical and it's very noticeable where if you say work on your humility, that's how. How do I work on my humility and why is it important? Well if we're humble we're gonna be open to growth and if we're open to growth we're gonna find new ways to better ourselves, become happier, fitter, healthier achieve our goals yeah so 
the physical aim and the mental aim kind of came up when, um, essentially, when I started having more coaches running, delivering the program. Yeah. And I could look at a workout and I know what, what I want to get out of this, what I feel we as a group need. And then it used to be just like, hey, Derek, I've done it. This is exactly what I think. Cool. But now I've got to communicate that out to five members of, five members of the coaching team. Yeah. So it's better to say, right, today, guys, we're working on aerobic capacity. We don't want the heart rate to spike. Or yesterday's workout, we're redlining. So everyone understands that you're going to push. There's going to be that <gasps> moment. So yesterday was a great example. It was redline, and then there was humility, or, you gotta, or positivity, wasn't it? You've got to say, so you're going to redline. You're going to be in that, that, that kind of pain cave, and you've got to try and use your, your mental capacity to stay positive. Okay, yeah. I can do one more rep. I can keep moving. I'm not dying. I will be okay after the next 10 minutes, and yeah. so on. And, they can, and that then benefits the athlete to, to improve their performance and push themselves a little bit more, um, even though they think their body is, is, is not capable of doing it. You've got it, you've got it in one there, you know, hole in one. And I say hole in one because Bob Rotella, who's written a lot of golf sports psychology yeah. books and it's applicable to everyone. It's like, you know, a positive attitude, you know, isn't, isn't going to guarantee success. Nothing can guarantee success. We could do everything right and a meteor could hit us and, yeah. you know, we go out of business. Shit happens, right? Shit, shit happens, you know? Um, now our podcast is explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep us out there, sorry. We could do everything, we could do everything right and still not get our goal, but positivity is going to tip the odds in our favor towards success. You know, if you're approaching the bar going, there's no way in hell I'm going to make this, you're going to miss it yeah. at the hips. If you're like, I'm going to go for it, you know, you might catch it, you might not. And that positivity isn't, you know, sometimes when people hear positive thinking, they think it's all la la la, fairy fairy kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. sun and unicorns. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's being that, okay, this is it, and this is how I can deal with it. So I did it yesterday, you know, and I struggle with breathing and burpees. It's an area I'm working on. So I knew when I dropped that bar, my burpees slowed down. It's like, okay, keep pushing. Just three more and move the bar. Just three more and move the bar. Yeah. You can do this. Keep going. That's way better for me mentally than going, oh, my God, I'm out of breath. Oh, my God, I'm out of breath. Yeah. I have 36 more of these to go. It's only two minutes into the workout. I hope the time cap can save me. Absolutely. That's not helping me. So we know as coaches that when we design this, that that's what's likely going to happen to an athlete when they get in, is they're going to feel that shock. And we've prepared them for saying, guys, you're going to get to that second round and there's going to be a big shock. Yeah. You know, and coming up on Saturday's workout, we can say, guys, at this point, you're going to feel your grip going. So this is where you've got to like work on strategy and work on it. But like that, it, giving them that kind of a mental aim, yeah. it actually, it, all, it gives them a kind of that edge. Because like you said there yesterday, Guys, you're going to feel that suck on the second round of burpees. Yeah. And we're giving you a heads up and we're, we're asking you to kind of focus on you, what you're thinking in that moment and be a little more positive about it. So then that gives them the heads up and they can change their thought process. Say, okay, here it is now and I'm going to think about doing one more rep or three more reps and not think about the negative side of it. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, I mean, if you're not actually thinking about it and you just go into a workout and it's like, okay, 20 on 59, Let's go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's a massive shock, right? To some people, it's like they finished, they're like 14 into the 21s, and they're like, oh, shit. And they weren't, pre they weren't prepared. Yeah. They didn't have that kind of a um, that mental aspect where like, okay, this, this is what it's going to feel like, and here's how I'm going to um, kind of plan and, and strategize through that. It comes back to kind of that, our, kind of our goal-setting stuff, our whoop, if-then plan. If, I, yeah. if 
I get out of breath, or if I get hit the wall, then I'll take five deep breaths, or I'll break it down to trees, or whatever. It all depends on the workout. Mm. Having that mental strategy is going to benefit everyone um, in whatever kind of sport or athletic kind of venture they're in, right? Take, take it aside, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit you that, you know, if you think that, well, everything's going to be easy. It's, and then you, know. you take that, that that's the, I mean, that's the kind of easy part, part is in training here at 2159, but you can take them traits and that kind of thought process then into everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. Work, and those, relationships, whatever kind of. Yeah, and that's, that's, what, that's what we want. I mean, like we, we joked last week in our, in our story time that, you know, no one comes to us and says, I really want to dial in dumbbell snatches and toast bar. No yeah. one ever sits down. They, I want to walk on my hands day one. <laughs> yeah, I want to walk on my hands and you know what? I, I really need to know the difference between a drop snatch and a snatch balance. You yeah. know, I need, to, I need to dial that in. No one says that. But like they want to get better at life. But then you get into it and that's, that's cool because that means you're now developing confidence and it's important to take a step back and recognize how much you've grown. Mm-hmm. But on a pure fitness point of view, Max Elage is like, he's, he's geeked out on this stuff. And the person who's doing thrusters and double unders and is like going, I hate thrusters. I just can't stand them. This is horrible. I wish we were running. I wish we were back sliding. Yeah. They're getting less fit than the person who's like, I'm out of breath. This is good. This is getting me towards my goals. You know? Yeah. So when I'm like working on deadlifts or pull-ups or burpees, like three of my three of my areas that I found from the open I need to work on, like that's a struggle, you know? It's not, it's not like my deadlifts became easier. It's like, as I'm struggling, like, it's getting me better for that 17. It's that different mindset. 18. Yeah. It's 18. the mindset change. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're, it's not making anything, like, easier as such. It's just your, your thought process and your mental kind of aspect is you've, you've sw- flicked the switch. It's like, this is improving me. Yeah. I'm improving. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the needle a little bit closer to where I want to be. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, I mean, that will give you then the mental edge on, on life. You tire, you blow a tire on the way home. Yeah. You might flip the lid, say life is, life is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much transfer from what we do in here with, with, with our training and then take it into real life situations where yeah. some, like, cause like you said, shit happens, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of our, the mental aim and our, and our value stuff. So like, let's talk a little about, um, the traits of, of, a, of a kind of a successful athlete and what does, um, what does that look like for, for kind of, for people? Yeah, well, we've, we, we talk about it quite a lot as well because we feel, why, why deny people that growth in here? You know, they, they're in, we've, we've, we've got them as a, a captive audience for an hour. Why, why not just like, instead of going, hey, today guys are doing single leg squats and snatches because we said so, we're like, you're developing skill, you're developing balance, you know, developing then your pacing strategy and your humility and we find the positivity humility these are big ones and then your enthusiasm how much effort you can put in Mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things because we've talked about values that I was thinking about before we sat down is the identity side of it you know if you start becoming someone who like I am someone who puts the work in even when it's tough you know I am someone who shows up to class even when I'm sore and tired I am someone who will listen to coaches even if I think I'm more experienced than them, you know? So, yeah. like, you know, I'm your coach, but when I'm working out and you're saying type back from the floor, I might be like, no, I think it's my press out, but, you know, you're the one seeing it, you're the one camera. If I'm like, I'm the one who listens to coaching cues, I'm going to get better. Yeah. I'm the one who puts the work in. And this is, uh, 
this is something like again you can get from watching like the likes of Fraser. You know, he's the one who does the work he doesn't want to do as in his own words. So, and sure, the gym is the easy thing because we're in here and we're talking about burpees, kettlebell swings, your toes to bar. But he's also the one who spends eight hours a day stretching on his off day. Yeah. He's the one who just plonk himself down in the sitting room and stretch. And that's the type of identity thing. So, you know, I'm the type of guy then who gets up and does my mobility. I take my rest or I take my fish oil or I say no to the pizza because I know it's not going to help me with my goals. Yeah. You know, sure, sure, time the pizza might feel delicious when I'm eating it, but then I might feel bloated. Yeah. So I think kind of creating that identity of I'm the one who is going to be positive when a workout comes up. And again, it's work. Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say this, and we all struggle with it. We get through workouts and we're like, I'm tired today. And you're like, no, i got to flick the switch, or knees hurt from squatting, or back's tired from all these pulls to give you exactly, weight yeah, yeah. contact. I think it's very much down to the identity you can create amongst yourself. And how you do that is brick by brick, piece by piece, moving the needle, whatever analogy we like to yeah, use. Yeah. So today, okay, I'm the one who, you know, when I start getting out of breath, I focus on the movement. I don't start letting my mind wander. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm the guy who stays after class and does his rehab work, his prehab work. I think yeah. that's, uh, that's sort of the overall encompassing thing about being coachable and, and pushing your teammates on and all that. Absolutely. Okay, Colm, um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, I, you know, I know we're kind of running, up, running past our 10 minutes, getting to 15 minutes, so yeah. I'll, I'll wrap it up quickly because my director over there is, is, is <laughs> smiling at me, looking completely unhappy. I'm not sure if he's suitable to go on camera today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the identity and then finally ownership. Yeah. So whatever's going wrong in your training, it's, it's owning that. Yeah, that's so a big thing. People like to, or some people, like, I mean, if they're in a, they're having a struggle, they, they like to say, oh, it's because of this, or it's because of the environment, or I didn't sleep well, or I didn't need enough food, or, and that's only going to get you so far, right? You have to say, well, yeah. I can go to bed earlier, or I can meal prep, kind of stuff like that, or it's, it's I have control of what I think yeah. when I'm in those situations, right? Yeah, absolutely, and ownership is something we all struggle with, like, oh, he didn't do this for me, you know? Oh, it was, it was too noisy and there was kids in the gym on Saturday. If you flip that to, I let this happen and how I'm going to solve it is I'm going to work on noisier environments. Yeah. You know, there was a very popular story, uh, Coach Summer, Christopher Summer of Gymnastics Bodies tells it, okay? And he was like, this girl was like world Olympic class gymnast but she always did her routines when she was ready. So her coaches, her team, all waited for her to be ready with her balance beam, and then she did that. But she didn't get that in the Olympics, and no. she crumbled. Okay, and it's a girl who's dedicated her life, you know, she's part of the Eastern Bloc, so probably dedicated some chemical enhancements to it as well. <laughs> yeah. But she struggled on it, instead of taking the environment that I'm the one in charge. So, you know, like, oh, I'm not getting where I want to do because my coach isn't programming enough bicep work for me to get my pull up. Or, you know, I'm not getting support and I don't have the training partners. You know. But, like, you can even use me as an example there. World Championships last year. Yeah. My clean and jerk warm-up, I lost 10 minutes because there was changes, things yeah. that I couldn't control, and I ended up bombing. It's still on me, right? And yeah. since now we do, we do more work, yeah. two minutes rest in between, so 
that'll never happen again. Yeah. So where's the ownership for you is that um, I have to deal with that. You yeah. Know? Like, it's not... I can't blame anyone else. Like Atlee Day and Atlee B who bumped above and took away four minutes of my rest time. It's like, I was unprepared for that. I didn't watch the boards closely enough. Yeah. Or I didn't communicate clearly enough to my coach in the day to watch the boards for me. Yeah. You know, in the same way that, oh, my back is sore from deadlifting. I didn't communicate, or I need to communicate to my coach that things hurt. You yeah. know, no one's a mind reader. You know, Absolutely. we all presume everyone else is. But, Nobody is. You know, focusing on the mental side, you'll get so much more out of it, your identity, and then working on ownership, which is... Which is that's hard. They're all, they're that's, all hard things that's humbling, do. right? Absolutely. Working on ownership, Absolutely. taking the responsibility for where you are in yeah. your life and your fitness journey. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. really challenging for most it's people. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm pointing it's at Derek now, just so you guys all know. Okay. He's so dreamy. So we'll wrap it up with that, team. Um, thanks, Colm. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, anything else you would like us to discuss, uh, just uh, drop us a, a message or a comment below. Hit a like, share. Thanks very much. See you next time.